It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, <laughs> the poncho was worth holding on to, I have to say, wasn't it, Louise? <laughs> Finally I, out of the packet. I offered to you, I, I offered to you for... You you gave it to me as a gift. Let me say, remind <laughs> listeners. Louise gave me a poncho I'm as a gift, and the day the day she gave me the poncho, the rain stopped, and it's been stopped for quite a while now, sitting at my desk. So I offered it back to her first at seventy cent, then fifty. I offered to her yesterday. At Imagine selling back at twenty twenty cent, twenty cent, knowing that the rain was on the way. Anyway. I withdrew it. You heard I withdrew it from the market yesterday when I saw the forecast. I put it on me there. You know something? It just reminded me. The last time I had a poncho, do you remember I told the story earlier in the week of meeting Tom O'Brien in Black yes. Rock and I hadn't met him uh-huh. since Disney in the year 2000 on Orlando Drive. We were in one of the theme parks in Orlando and this, you know, it was May time of the year. They, this rain would come in and just soak you, but it'd be gone in a few minutes and it'd dry up again. We bought ponchos <laughs> that time in Disney for a couple of dollars each and we wore them in, in, a, in an absolute deluge once and never ever wore them again. I think we brought brought them home with us. They're stuck somewhere in the house. It's anyway, nice I, I fitted on. I fitted on Louise's poncho, didn't I? I did. I fitted on. Yeah, we'll, we have a picture. We'll, we'll send you a pic. And I'm, it's very I'm, fetching on you, very Jerry. Very fetching. Shockingly <laughs> fetching is right. Anyway, we're going to start the show today with a, a, something that Louise mentioned to me a little while ago. Explain to the listeners what this is. What you, what's been on your mind? Have you never ever something that you've never ever done that Probably the rest of the world or most of the rest of the world has. Have. Yeah. So something you've never, ever. so Something uh, that's pretty, you would have thought is common. Right. You know. So us two being commoners, what have you never, ever, Louise? I have never. You were talking about going through a, a toll yesterday and hold, this man holding yes, it up and everything. Yes. I have never, ever driven through a toll. Ever. <laughs> Precisely for that reason that you talked about yesterday. Okay, so you've never ever been through a toll nope. where you've had to pay in any shape or form. You avoid them, obviously. You yes. try and take alternative routes. Uh huh. Back roads all the way. A toll. Anything else? Anything else? You've never ever. I've never been on the Lewis. In Dublin. Mm-hmm. Never. Never. That's two. So uh, both motoring and and you're on transport. Anything else besides transport? I have never washed my hair in the shower. What do you do? I I can't stand. I'd I'd freak. I'd be something like out of a bloody horror film if water and and shampoo got into my eyes. So what do I'd you be, do? I have a shower, and then I get out of the shower and wash my hair over the bath. <laughs> so you lower the shower that it only gets you from the neck down. 
Or is the shower no, still above your head? It, 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 yeah, it's still above my but head. If I can't it, take it off, you know, the, the showers yeah. that you cannot yeah. take it off. So you, you just avoid your head. Avoid but it. It's not, it, it, it's, yes. it's not that my hair isn't wet. It's just, you know, the shampoo and it runs down your face yes. when you're trying to get lather it but off. But you, you don't allow the shower to go into your hair as it should normally when you stand yes. under a shower like any other normal person <laughs> in the world would do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because okay. like I'm, I'm like a mad woman then if... If it gets into my eyes. Mm, so that's a little different as well. I was thinking about this. It actually tested me a bit. Have you never, ever? I've never, ever played bingo. Have you not? No. And I never not will. And oh, I never what do you not do for the crack now? I've never, ever played bingo. No, it's not something I, I've never, ever played bingo. Um, next one was, what was the next one? I went to bingo once and saw the people playing, but I didn't actually play it myself. I, I don't know how to play it. Anyway, I'm, I'm not That's saying never, idea. ever on that one, but I haven't ever played bingo. I've never been to the doll. Okay. Some people would say you're lucky. You're <laughs> very lucky. Have you I, been to the doll? No. Okay, I've never been to the doll. I've never, ever made a TikTok video. Hmm. Now, I'd say the pressure's a little bit on there to do something. I've never made a tick. And I've never, ever driven a motorbike. I've never driven a motorbike. I've driven a car since I was a young fellow. We had no cars, I think I told you now. I was the first to get one. Loved it. And I've, I've never driven a motorbike. There's just some things that come to mind. And now, I know something that we both never have done. Richard. What? We've Tell never, me. ever eaten a spice bag. That's true. Never had a spice bag. I think you're going to change that this evening. Well, no, I'm buying one for my daughter. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean I'll eat it. <laughs> You'll be addicted to them. She'll be eating them every week now. No, I've never had one. Either. That's on, on the food front. And you dropped it on social media, LMFM, mm-hmm. last night. And it's interesting to see what people have to say. But we have somebody waiting patiently on the line. Have we the two of them or one of them? Well, uh, we've Andrew anyway. Charles is there, so he oh, might he's, shout he's there across as well. his driving. Yes, we have the Mary Wallopers, Andrew and Charles Hendy, because Louise was talking to the boss last night and asked them to have a think about this. It, Andrew, hello. How are you getting on? Are you well? I'm really well. <laughs> well, you must think we're cracked. Roisin here in the background. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> have we lost the plot here? Did you think about this at all? And I think something you've never ever... Actually, I didn't actually know about this until right now. Okay. All information secret here. We're actually, we're in London town here. We're after driving by Buckingham Palace. Oh. I've never been in London. Gorgeous. There you are. Louise says she's never, ever been to London, Andrew. There you go. The, the more you talk, it opens the dialogue, you know. <laughs> yeah, it does. So the other fellow, so the other fellow, Charles never told, were you talking to Charles, Louise? Yes. Yeah. Never has, has Charles ever told me that oh. haven't. Oh, that's the blackguard. <laughs> that's the blackguard that he didn't do that. <laughs> anyway, thinking on your feet, Andrew, is there something that you've never, ever? Never have I ever gotten a TV licence or paid for a TV licence. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of people in the same boat as you now after things that happened recently. You know what I'm talking about. Nudge, nudge, wink, uh, wink. People used to be giving out to us about it. Now, now they're all doing it. Now none of them are paying. <laughs> he led the way on this one. <laughs> Jeez, the TV licence inspectors, the van will be below outside your houses next week. Ah, good men. We love you for that. So never ever. There you are. That's one that never crossed my mind. What about the other fellow? He's he's there in the background here. What about Charles? Has has he never ever? In the background driving. He's never taxed his van. How are you doing? I am taxed for ten years. Haven't been taxed for ten years. He's going to court September over it. Actually. 
we were trying to get our visas to go to America a while ago and we, we checked with the guards to make sure we weren't in any trouble. We thought we weren't, but it turned out I was due to go to court and I got pulled by the guards in Dublin and charged his van. And they, I didn't realise, but they had me up in court for not paying tax. Oh, but no. I went to court and uh, they were saying, not, there was no real problem, but I told them it was Charles's van and I got home and Charles said, how did you get on? And I said, you have to go to court in September. <laughs> so... Uh, Never has he ever taxed his van. <laughs> oh, I just love it. Brotherly love. Oh, brotherly love. It's oozing over the airwaves today. And and listen, come back to the visa thing. Does that, does that stop you going to America because of something oh, like no, this? No, it doesn't. For anyone in Charles' life, it's gone out on the radio already. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going out on the radio? <laughs> for anyone who's trying to get into America... It doesn't matter what motor and offence you have, you'll be grand. Don't bother taxing the car, you'll be fine. <laughs> Anyway, you'd be welcomed by Trump. He's not there at the minute. Anyway, we know that and the whole story. Actually, someone will welcome us. We'll yeah. Give us a few guns and a few cheeseburgers. <laughs> I, I didn't think this would lead to us breaking the law on two fronts on late lunch today. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know it was coming on. You caught me off guard. I didn't get a chance to get a statement prepared. Well, you may get a statement quick because we have lots of people in Garda stations in Louthan Mead listening to us. I know that as well. And out in the car. So uh, anyway, they're in London. They're in a different jurisdiction. They're not even in Europe today. Which? We can bribe them anyway if we need to. Plenty of money. Sing them a song or something. (laughs) You're some boys. Don't go down that road. I saw that all right, raising its head. <laughs> Bertie and the bank accounts. Oh, my God, wasn't that something else? Anything else, boys, anything else come to mind? Is there anything else you never, ever? Come on. Don't incriminate yourselves anything with this one. We've never done. and um, We've never practised. <laughs> we, have we haven't practised in a long time. <laughs> we, just, we go live. Oh, I, I was about to say I've never broken a guitar, but I broke Charles's guitar about two days ago. Oh. The second song of our gig, where I, I dropped his guitar on the ground and smashed oh. it into pieces. Oh no! But, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you've never done, Roisin? Is there anything you've never done? Roisin's very quiet. Roisin's after saying she's never drank a pint in her life, but I can assure you, if you've seen the goes of her in, in London last night, <laughs> there'll be there'll be uh, contrasting kind of. She didn't need that. pints. Is that what you're saying to me? No, she didn't need pints to. To, to she's a liar she was sculling she was drinking everything <laughs> she's a liar anyway it's good I'm feeling there's all this power of having to be the only one able to talk my head a bit. is there anything here is there anything you've never eaten anything I've never eaten yes never eaten. I'm allergic to them jelly deals we've never eaten jelly deals not one of us in this car oh give them a go they're lovely I have you have, they're good. Oh, they, they just slip down so easy. I'm not joking you, they're lovely. They're like really the is. oyster. <laughs> they're like oysters. Yeah. Have you had an oyster? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had, oh, have had oysters, that's not so bad. Anything else, any other food before we let you go and before you're arrested? Uh, Roisin's never had goat's cheese. Goat's cheese, oh, there you go. That's an interesting one. It's an acquired taste, it's strong, I have to say that as well, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, I have to say, you're something else. You're gas men. And listen, look after the tax on everything there and uh, keep the flag flying and the TV oh, license. Well, the border now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're in a different jurisdiction for sure. <laughs> listen, you're always fantastic to us. The Mary Wallopers, we have you lined up here. So we're going to have a listen to you, boys. This is with... 
Yo, yo, yeah, boy, yeah. This is with no practice here on the Wallopers. Thanks for joining me. Bye, Roisin. Take care. Bye, bye. Once I courted a pretty fair maid And she was handsome, tall and young Until at length I did discover That she had a false and flattering tongue If I had have loved her, foolish would I be But love will never, never conquer me And on or anyone will me conquer Or keep me from my flowing bowl When I am single, single I am free Love will never, never conquer me the Merry Wallopers and never ever even in the title of the song is there something that you've never ever not done let us know let us know never ever done never ever done or eaten or consumed or gone to or whatever 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text the messages are flying in mm. there Go really on, interesting pick, ones pick up a couple of them I love that one from John I've never been to Crow Park never been to Croker yeah. there you go even I've been to Crow Park yeah Indeed, you have. I see one there from Nolene. What's she saying there? She's never... Uh, She's never eaten pizza, curry or lasagna. Oh, plain wow. palate, Nolene. I know a woman like that as well. I often told you, Miriam never has never, ever had an egg in her life. And some of the messages we've been receiving on social media. Irene Lynch says, never eaten eggs or tomatoes, Jerry. There's somebody there. Elaine says, I've never eaten warm beans. Warm beans, Louise. Warm beans. So do you eat them cold, Elaine? Or else they're piping hot. Well, people often eat the beans from the tin, mm. cold. You know what I mean? So never eaten. Uh, Tracy Matthews, never eaten eggs. There's another non-egg eater. John, uh, Ma, I've never eaten eggs, beans or drank coffee. Oh. Drank coffee in your life. You're missing out. <laughs> God, and I'm not surprised that Eva Ryan Kennedy, she said, I've never eaten fish. There are some people just yeah, can't take can't, fish yeah. at all. What have you never ever? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Keep them coming to us this Friday afternoon. After the break, we have financial guru Owen McGee with us. Bank of Ireland customers had a difficult week to say the least. Banking online, uh, inaccessible for a time. Their cash machines giving out money to people who had no money in their accounts. We're going to talk about it for the next while. The Cashless Society... What about it? Well, Owen McGee is, has roots in County Louth, of course. He's renowned for his financial planning. He's uh, appeared on radio, television, of course, RTE, How to Be Good With Money. And he's the man that knows. Owen, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for having me on. Not at all. Well, this week it has been a turbulent week, but it, it begs the question, and we've been chatting about it here as well, the cashless society. And if you go this route entirely, if something like this were to happen... It'd be an absolute catastrophe. It is an absolute catastrophe, and it does remind us when something like this happens just how bad things could be. And there was a, literally, while I was waiting to come on air, there there was a there was a press statement released by Bank of Ireland, and effectively what they're saying is, is one of the reasons why people could access money that they actually didn't have was because they had a they had a glitch in their technology, and they couldn't. They still wanted people to be able to tap, and they still wanted people to be able to access money that they didn't want them been not able to get access to money if they really needed it so that's where the problem was caused with the ATMs they had to leave that turned on while they tried to fix everything else so it does cause a mess but it does really make you think how would we function what would it look like for us if we never touched cash and there's lots of people in society Jerry, who don't use cash at all mm. like they just they never do it you speak to a lot of teenagers these days who have set themselves up with some way of paying with their phones or whatever way they're structured, and they very rarely touch cash. And that's fine, and that works for them. 
but on the opposite end of the spectrum, there are people who have just not engaged with it at all and they continue to use cash. And that's their right and that's what they should do and that's how they've always functioned and that's the way they should be left alone and you should be able to do it. There, there are problems like this when, when you do do, when, when things like this week happen, the people who want the cashless society to remain really <laughs> bit of wind in their sail, don't they, Jerry? in terms of yeah. they're able to now say, well, look, I told you so, and mm. this is why we need to keep cash in the society. You know, Owen, you're so right. I was in a takeaway last week and I had to wait and I just watched the younger people, not even, like I have my cards and that as well as I always have a combination of cash and cards and now I have the Revolut in the phone. But the young people that came in just pulled out their phone and, and, and made the payment. That was it. There was nothing else. But here's the thing. You know, COVID sort of moved us more quickly in this direction. I think that's fair to say when people didn't want to be handling money. But my God almighty, when you say there's still a lot of people rely on cash, there's still businesses only take cash. Surely, Owen, we can let it sit side by side. Yeah, but you know what? Like, let's call a spade a spade here. It's very expensive for the banks to handle cash. Like, I remember I, when my earlier part of my career, I was working for a big bank, and the numbers are completely out of date now. And actually, they're not in the market anymore. I was working for Ulster Bank 20 years ago, mm. right? And at that time, Ulster Bank, and you remember um, First Active, the two of them were coming together. Yes. And I remember hearing a number at that time when they opened a new branch. When it was a First Active branch... First Active at that stage had already stopped taking cash, right? So they'd no cash in us, right? Mm. They could open up the First Active branch, but if they opened up an Ulster Bank branch, it cost them 700,000 euros more 20 years ago mm. to do the Ulster Bank branch. And the reason for that was because of the safe and mm. because of all the security and the extra stuff. So even if you just take about it from a simple point of view, the physical structure of the bank branch is incredibly more expensive to set up. So banks would prefer us all to move away from cash because it makes their business more profitable. Mm. And therefore, they are pushing this the agenda in the background. But we also have to think about ourselves, though, Jerry. Like, whenever the, the bank's making more money and them driving that agenda and us being pushed in that direction, we have to think about ourselves. There are There is a piece of research, right? Um, and I actually talked about it in my first book, I think it was. Well, in, in, the, in the research, what it showed was there was a fast food restaurant, and we'll leave them remain nameless, right? There was a fast food restaurant, and this is a good few years ago now when tapping first came in. And they were trying to make a decision, will we introduce tapping contactless payments in all of our restaurants across the world? So they took one of their restaurants and they introduced this tapping and they measured how much do people spend when they spend in cash versus how much do people spend when they tap. And what they found was that people spend between 10 and 15% more money when you tap mm. versus when you use cash. And if you think about that, you're sitting in the queue, you're standing in the queue, you have a tenner in your pocket and you're going, will I go large? Mm, maybe, mm. yeah, I should be all right. Will I get a Sunday? No, I won't get a Sunday. I'd be mortified if I don't have enough in the tenner, right? Whereas when you're tapping, you're kind of going, oh, there's loads of money in my counter. There's enough money in my counter. You're just tapping and you don't really have the same. And one of the tricks that I would use, and particularly because we've mentioned teenagers at all, I find this really useful. Sometimes I'd be in with um, secondary schools and I'd be talking to them. And particularly kind of 15, 16, 17 years of age bracket. But it applies to all of us, right? Mm. The trick you have to try and change that back is we need to create that association again with money. We need to make it that we value the money, even if we're not touching it and seeing it and physically, we're just tapping it, right? One of the ways you can do that is start associating money with time. And what I mean by that is, is you get your pay slip, let's say it's Friday, you're getting your pay slip today. Look at the bottom right-hand corner of your pay slip. Right? And let's just to keep the math simple, let's say you worked 10 hours this week and got paid 100 euros into your bank account. That means you got paid 10 euros an hour for going to work. Mm. The next time you see something for 80 euros, 
don't think of it as, oh, it's eight euros, I have 250 in my account, I can pay for that. Think of it as, that's eight hours of my life. And is this thing I'm about to buy for 80 quid worth eight hours of my life? Or would I prefer to do something else with the 80 euros that I, that I gave up my time to get? And by recreating that association between money and time, we can value it in a different way. I'm not saying we've lost the value of money or anything like it. I'm just saying these are the little tricks that we can play in our yes. brain to try and get the, the value back into it again. I love as that. Further, yeah, as we move further and further away from a cash society, these are the things that are going to become more important yes. for us. Yes. Now, just uh, coming into work myself today, I was listening to the news, and in the UK, the government there have taken the bull by the horns here because they've addressed the banks directly, and they say that there must always be free access to cash for customers and that, listen to this in the UK customers in urban areas within a mile, it should be within a mile of where you are that you can access cash from a bank or three miles if you're in a rural area isn't that interesting? That is very interesting, I think that just comes back to what we're talking about at the start where we're saying that the banks want cashless but you know what that's the UK government turning around to the banks and say hold on, you have a responsibility to all of society here and yet you're more profitable if you're not uh, if, 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 you're, if you're cashless, but you still have to serve all of the people who need you and you're a function and you're a utility and we're going to make sure that you're not ignoring a huge part of society. And it is. Now, I have kind of my own thoughts in terms of governments interfering with any commercial entity and telling them how to operate. And that's a little bit unfair for some of the banks. Like if you think about First Active, it's easy to talk about First Active because they're no longer in existence, right? But First Active, would they have been told by that, that current government? Well, sorry, lads, I know you're not doing any cash, but you have to, you have to go back into the cash again. Um, whose responsibility does it fall to? Like we have a couple of main banks here. Who do they all just divide up the country and say, you get that section, I get this section here. I'm, I'm sorting out everyone within a mile of here. You can sort out your own within a mile somewhere else over there. It's a difficult one to implement, but I can see why they're doing this. Because <laughs> banks, it's either it's either whip or reward. It's one or the other. They have to either reward mm. them for doing it, or they have to force them to do it. It's one or the other, and um, it is an interesting one that they're that they're. Mm, some might say interfering or interfering in a commercial entity, or you could say protecting society, whichever side of the fence you want mm. to stand on. What's your gut feeling before we finish today about this issue? You move in these uh, areas, you know what's going on. You mentioned the lobbying there behind the scenes. Cash is not going to be done away with in the foreseeable. It's not going to be done away with. No, and having said that, Scandinavian countries have done a great job of getting rid of cash completely. Like they've just, in a lot of the Scandinavian countries, it's gone all together. But there will still always be people who have operated with cash all their lives. And therefore, they're going to find it very difficult to transition. And those people can't be left behind. And therefore, I think we have a, some way to go. But yes, I do think it's inevitable that over time, less and less people will be using cash. And it just depends how quick we get there, Jerry. I do think, inevitably, at some stage, we will be in a position that there won't be any need for cash because even in outages, even in other ways, there'll be some other way of paying that we, uh, that we have every angle covered and cash will become less valuable. There is the security element of it. We saw during COVID at the time, like I know you've mentioned it already, we saw during COVID at the time, Jerry, we were washing our groceries as they came into the house and the thoughts of touching cash scared a lot of people. Um, and th- th- there is the security element of it. But I would like to say to people who are out there, we are 
quite some way off it here in this country. If you're worried about that the cash is going to disappear and you operate in cash, well then, I wouldn't be too too concerned that's going to happen anytime very soon. Owen, you're so good. I really appreciate you joining me today. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for having me on. Not at all. Take care of yourself there. That's Owen McGee there talking about the cashless society to me uh, on late lunch this afternoon. Back to your... Never, ever. Louise, there's Anon to say she agrees with you. She would never wash her hair in the shower ah, either. There's actually somebody so else like you're, that. You're not alone. There's two years in the world, Anne and <laughs> Louise. Um, something you mentioned to me there, and you asked me, have I ever been on roller skates? I was on roller skates in my time. I even was on ice skates that I never want to be on again because I'll tell you this, anyone who can ice skate, good luck to them. It's a big yeah, challenge. Yeah, I agree. Have you been on roller skates? No, I've been on ice skates once. Okay. Uh, well, if you call it ice skates, I literally couldn't let go of the side of the ice rink. But uh, never been on roller skates. There you go. Um, You've never, ever turned down what? (laughs) What are you laughing at? (laughs) Well, I'll tell them. Louise told me she's never, ever turned down a free drink. A free drink. She's (laughs) never, ever turned down. Who has, Louise? Who has, to be honest with you? There you go. (laughs) Don't be blushing. Heading the news on late lunch. Stay with us. Listening to that forecast, you'll understand why I kept the poncho. My God, it's uh, horrific altogether, isn't it? Take care. Uh, That is the message. Heed the weather warnings. You've been telling us what you never, ever. There's Betty on, another one who doesn't wash her hair in the shower. That's three we know in the world. Our Louise, Anne and Betty now. Uh, Peter Whelan. Hello, Peter, our good friend out in Lane, I have never watched any episodes, Jerry, of Game of Thrones or EastEnders. Good on you, Peter. Lovely to hear from you this afternoon. Julie's been on to say, I've never broken a bone. Now, isn't that an interesting one? Lucky you, Julie, that you've never broken a bone in your life. You're one of the uh, lucky ones indeed. But that's a very interesting one. Another one there. I've never, ever used a credit card, says a listener. There you go. And today's just talking about it with Owen McGee there, the Cashless Society. Let us know what you've never, ever done, eaten or whatever. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And you're going to need those numbers now when you have a listen to this. Great! I love TV. We watch TV. TV Themes with Jerry Kelly on The Late Lunch. Remember that TV movie we saw? TV, Yes, I've never, ever been on that show either, as Louise reminded me just now. What is the name of that TV show that that theme is from, please? Very famous. And I have a lovely prize to send out to one of you this afternoon, if you can name the show. Now, we move on on Late Lunch, and a voice is going to join me now of somebody who will be sitting in the seat in the future, has in the past. I'm delighted to welcome her back to the show. Barbara Scully, good afternoon. How are you doing, Jerry? me old flower. I'm doing really well. Hey, before we begin the the point we're going to uh, talk about, have you never, ever done something? 
well, uh, I'm glad Louise kind of uh, gave me a bit of a warning that she might ask me this. Because I was sitting here going, oh, my God. What? Like, I'm assuming it's something that's fit for radio that you're looking for. So um, I suddenly thought, I've never ridden a horse. Uh, oh. And I think that's mainly out of respect to the horse. <laughs> Oh, Barbara, you're a ticket altogether. Yes, no blue at this time of the day. None at all. Never is. You're dead right there. I was a bit worried myself what I may get, might be getting in on the, on the messages. Anyway, you're with me today for uh, an interesting one, really, because we spotted you commenting on this. What are trial hours? Explain that to listeners, please. Well, again, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't aware of what this was until we had a family kind of experience of it with my youngest daughter. And these are trial shifts. So, for example, if you are looking to have, I guess, a more casual job, maybe in a cafe or Mm. in a bakery or somewhere like that, and you drop in your CV or email it in or whatever you do, very often they will come back and say, "Okay, yeah, we have your CV. We'd like you to come in for a trial shift. So can you come in on Friday, Monday, whenever, for a couple of hours? Mm. This happened to my daughter in a local bakery. And she said, yeah, okay." So she presented at whatever time to do her trial shift, and she worked for four hours. Um, So she wasn't just sitting watching. She was working. She worked for four hours. Um, and at the end of which they said, thank you very much. And off she came home. Now, the other thing was she never heard back from them at all. Like either that went well, that didn't go well. You have the job, you don't have the job. Now, in the meantime, she got another job. So she kind of put it out of her mind for a week or two. And then she said to me, I never heard back from them. And I said, well, yeah, and you should be paid. And she goes, yeah. So she rang up and uh, took her a few attempts before she got hold of anybody at all. So she got hold of the woman who'd originally invited her in. She wasn't sure of her title to do the trial shift. And she said, I never heard back from you. And they said, well, actually, they said rather boldly, we found somebody better. So you didn't get the job. Ouch, (laughs) ouch. (laughs) Yeah, ouch. But anyway, she got over that and she said, "Okay, that's fair enough. Um, But she said, do you need my bank details in order to arrange a payment? And your woman immediately said, oh, no, we don't pay for trial shifts. And luckily, um, my daughter had actually done a little bit of research on this and she, had, she knew that that was illegal. Mm. Um, there is a thing called the uh, minimum wage legislation, which includes trial shifts. So um, she said, um, no, that's not legal. I have to be paid when I've worked a shift. And uh, so your woman says, Mia asked, could she speak to the manager? And the manager came on and reiterated, no, we don't pay for trial shifts. Don't send in your bank details. So again, uh, my daughter uh, reiterated the legislation and then he said, OK, I'll check with head office and I'll ring you back tomorrow. So in actual fact, he came back about a half an hour later and he said, OK, email in your bank details and we'll arrange a payment tomorrow. Mm. Um, and I was shocked. And it was only then when I shared it on social media. And the only reason I shared it was that I wanted other young people and their parents to be aware of this. Um, you know, that this is something I got a huge amount of response from people who said that happened to my son, my daughter, same thing exactly. And in some cases, one woman said her son had worked for a full week on a trial basis and was then told he didn't get the job. Mm. Um, So it can be four hours, it can be a full day, or it can be even longer. Mm. And it does seem like a kind of sharp practice um, that is being, you know, probably mainly affecting students and, and young people. And I just thought it was worth highlighting it because if you don't know your rights, 
Mm. You may go, oh, well, okay, this is just the way the world works. If it's your first job or, you know. Yes. I think it's really important that our young people are aware of the fact that this isn't the way the world works. And this isn't appropriate and it isn't legal. So um, I was I was very surprised it got such traction and uh, such response. And apparently it's. I would be I would be I would be slow to say it's rampant but it's certainly out there and I think that people need to be aware of it and I think businesses need to be aware of the fact that it's illegal yeah and they shouldn't be doing that yeah and that's why I wanted to chat to you today to highlight this it's mm. distinct now from work experience it's we're not talking about yeah. you know a, a work I mean, you know, experience no, we're not talking about a work experience. We're talking you've applied for a job and yep. obviously they've looked at your CV and considered that you may be suitable and so they bring you in for a child shift. And I've no problem with them doing that as long as they pay you for it. Mm. Um, and it's the same. You know, I always had a problem with these um, unpaid internships. Work is work. Mm. And if you're doing work, you should be paid for it. Um, and I've no problem with, you know, working a probationary period or anything like that. Um, work experience sh- is, should be confined to when you're in transition year and you're in school yeah. um, and you've never been inside an office before. And, you know, you're just wandering around doing a bit of photocopying and that kind mm. of stuff and you're not at school. That's fine. I don't have an issue with that. But trial shifts, I definitely do have an issue with. I think that's very unfair and I think it's exploitative. And, yeah. you know, Jerry, I bang on about ageism from the, an older person's perspective on a reasonably regular basis. But this is a very clear example of ageism working in the other direction. You true, know, true. this would generally tend to affect younger people who possibly don't have the confidence to stand up and go, hang on a wee second, that's not right. Mm. And it's funny that when, when my daughter challenged us, they yes. sat down immediately. Yes. Because they obviously were aware. But obviously mm. if somebody doesn't, if, the, if you don't ask and you don't say, I need to be paid, how are you going to pay me? And then they're getting away with it. And uh, that's not on and it's not fair. Fair juice to her and well done. And had she just, like a lot of people, you know, Barbara would have uh, just disappeared into the the mist and, and not pursued it like. Yeah, no, it was a really good life lesson for her. I said that to her. I said, it just shows you. You don't, even when you're starting out and even when you're young, you don't let, let people take advantage of you. No. Um, and, you know, if you, you can do it, you don't have to have a row, you don't have to be rude, you don't have to lose your temper, but you can be very definitive and assertive and say, this is not legal, this isn't mm. right, and I will pursue it. Um, I expect to be paid. Mm. And it's amazing that there was a complete 360 degree turnaround. Fantastic. And the thing is, like, you know, uh, and uh, the restaurant trade or working in in jobs that, you know, you're on your feet, you can get into straight away. You know, I know you're being uh, trialled or whatever, but you are actually working and work hard. I think of that young lad you mentioned for a week. That is the sharpest practice ever. Yeah, no, it really is. And the amount of people who contacted me on social media and said, I wish I'd got my son, daughter to actually have gone back and asked for it, but it was too late now, you know, it had happened mm. months or years ago. So I just wanted to highlight it, and I think it's really important that our young people are aware of that. And I also feel perhaps new, you know, people who weren't born in Ireland and are not long in Ireland, you know, um, could be subject to the set, wouldn't be as sure of their um, rights. Yes. So it's important that anybody who, that you know that, that, you know, you shouldn't be working for nothing, for anybody. No, no. and that's, know? folks, the message today. No such thing as this trial and no pay for it. You've got to stand up for your rights and you're entitled yeah. to being paid. I'm going to yeah. leave that for a second. And before I let you go, I know you're in the business like myself. 
Um, the Tuberty saga is over. Ooh. Is that it? It's over. It's done. Ooh. It's dusted now. Put to bed. What's your, what, what's yeah. your take? Well, I mean, you know, like I suppose on a very surface level, it's been like it's been the most compelling um, mm. story for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. I never remember a story running as long as this with so many people so engaged in it, you know, way yes. outside of the media. Everybody has, a, has an opinion on this. I thought a couple of things. My feeling is that Ryan, I think, you know, you couldn't but feel sorry for Ryan Tuberty. Yeah. But I have a feeling, and Kevin Backers actually said this last night as well, I have a feeling he's getting really bad advice from whoever it is that is advising him. Mm. Um, and I think that Kevin Backers has shown, I mean, I was looking at him, I was watching back some of the coverage last night on the news and on primetime. And I mean, he has this, um, you know, he, I, I want to say this without being insulting to him. He looks like, uh, he's a very young looking face and quite a soft looking kind of face. But he has shown himself to be steely strong in this regard. Yes. Um, and I welcome that. I welcome the transparency with which he answered questions last night on primetime that Sarah McInerney put to him. He didn't, he didn't shirk or, you know, go around the houses. When she asked him questions, he answered them straight up. And I, I welcome that. And I think if this is a sign of what's to come, I think that's good because I think RTE definitely needs to be completely and utterly restructured. And it's going to have to be restructured from the top down. Um, and I think that anybody, I mean, you know, Jerry, and I've, I've, as you said at the top, I've, I've sat in for you there and, and done live radio. And it's challenging and, you know, you need to be on your game. Mm. But it's not rocket science and it's not open heart surgery. Yes. I don't understand how anybody, I don't care what you're, and in our country, like we don't have these huge audiences. So the salaries that the top presenters in RT are, are absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I think that he has now made it quite clear that, as he said last night, no, the, the, the organisation is more important than any one person and that all the top presenters' salaries will be renegotiated as soon as their contracts expire. I welcome that because I would like to see far more of the, the limited reserves that RT have being put into innovation and creativity. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Rather than a top layer of presenters who are paid more than the t shirt Like, 
Really? Mm. That is ridiculous, and that has to change. Um, so, yeah, I think it's interesting times, but you couldn't but feel sorry for Ryan. Jeffrey. Yes, yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Like whoever advises him, I think he really needs to, to relook at that. I'm sure he will come back yeah. at some stage, but obviously mm. I don't think that's going to happen in the short term. No, Barbara Scully will be back on Late Lunch in September. Thank you for joining me on the show today. Take care of yourself. Bye, Barbara. Bye-bye, bye-bye. The wonderful Barbara Scully there. But that's an important point about those trial hours or going in or be given a try in a job you have to be paid you're entitled to be paid Late Lunch LMFM Radio comedy on the way shortly The Late Lunch brought to you by Blackstone Motors Drogheda Dundalk and Cavan save thousands on the Renault Megane E-Tech 100% electric for the month of August and drive off with an electric vehicle bonus and SE AI grant see blackstonemotors.ie Eddie Caffrey here, reminding you to join me every Saturday morning for the best in Irish country, Cayley and Ballads on the green scene from 10am till 1pm. If you have a special request, email it to me now. ecaffrey at lmfm.ie You can send it in by post or to our Facebook page. In association with John Lynch Carpets and Floorings, Effective Square Kells and Mullaboy Industrial Estate Navin for carpets, wooden floors, vinyl rugs and remnants. Expert fitting and complimentary measuring service. See johnlynchcarpets.ie Are you leaving or have you recently left a job with a pension plan? Wondering what happens to your pension? Did you consider transferring your pension to your name? If you have worked for more than two years for your previous employer, you could bring all the benefits with you. Sheridan Insurances can review your pension arrangements and help you make the right move. Secure your financial future. Call 046 92 40392 or visit SheridanInsurances.com now. Psst, hey, come here to me. I defended the rebels in the Rising. Still a bullet in me bricks. Hi, did you know my stones are home to wrens, butterflies, even native lizards? Well, Sham, I've been a canvas, shelter, goalpost, meeting point, stage. If these walls could talk, they'd never stop. National Heritage Week, August 12th to 20th. Visit heritageweek.ie. National Heritage Week is a programme of the Heritage Council supported by the local authorities Heritage Officer Network and the Department of Housing, Local Government and Heritage. Thinking of changing your tiles? The Tile Shop Navin have up to 50% off all kitchen, living and bathroom tiles plus extensive ranges to choose from Parmesa and Geo. Visit us in Beachmount Home Park Navin and meet a member of our experienced team. The Tile Shop Navin, up to 50% off sale. Find us on Facebook, Instagram or online at thetileshop.ie. Louth County Council wishes to notify the public that the Opelisk Road Bridge will be closed to both vehicular and pedestrian traffic from August 21st, 2023 for a period of 10 months in order to carry out major refurbishment work to the bridge. A sign diversion route will be put in place. Louth County Council apologises for any inconvenience caused. The Diary on LMF. FM in association with Smiths of Drogheda, your main Ford dealer and Ford Transit Centre. For the best deal on your new 232 car or van, you won't beat Smiths of Drogheda, a tradition of putting you first. See smithsofdrogheda.com. There's a Summer Bridge charity night on Monday, August 21st in the Knightsbrook Hotel in aid of Meath River Rescue. Seated by 7.15pm, €10 table money, raffle and prizes. 
Singing for Sinead O'Connor, Sinead's song sung by local musicians on Thursday, August 24th at 7pm in Henry Loughran's Navin. All proceeds to SoSad, admission €10 Euro, or tickets available on Eventbrite. Meet your friends at Sociable Bingo in Gibbstown Hall on Sunday, August 20th at 8 o'clock. There's drive-in bingo at O'Dwyer's GAA Club Grounds Braymore Balbriggan on Sunday, August 20th at 3pm. €4,000 in prizes and everyone's welcome. Inneskeen Community and Social Centre presents Family Happy Hour Entertainment in the Beer Garden this Sunday with barbecue from 7 to 9pm and music by Michael O'Grady and Limelight. Doors open at 6. There's social dancing this Sunday in Kilcurley Community Centre from 8.30 to 11pm with music by Showbud. And a coast-to-coast charity cycle will be coming through Mead into Drogheda this Saturday after leaving Galway as part of a fundraising event for Ivor Culpa Rowing Club. Motorists, please be aware that there will be approximately 30 cyclists travelling from Kells, Slane, Dulik, Drogheda between approximately 2pm and 6pm to finish in the Boyne Fishermen's on the Marsh Road. The Diary on LMFM. The Late Lunch, brought to you by Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. By the amazing new Opel Astra, Crossland or Grandland and get a trade-in booster, fuel voucher and low APR finance, saving you thousands. Book your test drive now. See blackstonemotors.ie. I mentioned I've never ever played bingo, but if you'd like to go along and play Summerhill GFC Monster Bingo this Sunday, it's happening at 2 o'clock at the Summerhill GAA pitch. €1,000 jackpot, 5000 in prizes, bonus prizes, extra money, raffles, full panels are worth €200. Euro. Would you like to go along to Summerhill Monster Bingo this Sunday? I'm looking for three people to go and we'll give you the books courtesy of Summerhill and late lunch to play for free. All you have to do is tell me the number I'm looking for here. The nickname is Duck and Dive. Duck and Dive is the nickname for what bingo number, please? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text with your name and the answer and we'll pick three winners for Summer Hills Monster Bingo happening this Sunday, 2 o'clock at their GAA grounds and the good luck to you with that one there. Louise, never, ever, ever. Oh, yes, we are going to do this again. We've got lots of <laughs> never, evers, haven't we? I love that one there from Mickey McRory I've never been to the Admiral sober <laughs> that's a pub <laughs> I love that one I think it's absolutely brilliant you've some more there too yeah Porrick Rath I've never been sailing ah oh, Porrick's been out in the high seas and trawlers hasn't he in boats has he but he may yeah. never have gone sailing yeah. thank you Porrick nice to hear from Joanne's you Joanne's has never been on a cruise I've a boat. Neither have I. I've never been on a cruise. Oh, I have I've never ever been on a cruise. Good one. And David Moore says there's not a lot he hasn't done. <laughs> you send us the list of what you've done. No, no, you're all right, David. Thanks for getting in touch with us. Love this one. Listen to Martina Devine. She's never banked online. She's oh. never eaten tripe. Be sort of witchy on that one, oh, Martina. Yeah. You know, the boiled tripe and onions. I have eaten it raw with salt. Never been to a football match, she hasn't. Never eaten marmalade or marmite. Oh, God. Martina, marmalade on toast first thing in the morning. Oh, no. Yuck. I have it every morning. Marmalade oh, on toast every like morning with a mug of tea. That's me breakfast. Hugh Denny says he's never had a cup of coffee or any fancy latte. Only tea. Hugh is a tea man only. There you go. And uh, Christine has never been to a concert. 
Never, oh. Christine. Really. Never been to a concert or on a plane. She's never flown. And there's one. I yeah. bet you there's people who have never flown in their lives. I'm not surprised at that one. She's never been on a plane. Never, ever. What have you never, ever done or eaten or been or whatever? Let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Let's have a crack at this on late lunch. A bit of a laugh on Friday. Knock, knock. Who's there? That's how it works. It's called... Comedy? Comedy. Comedy, comedy. Comedy, sir. Comedy. Classic comedy. Classic comedy. On the late lunch. I love comedy. And this is classic with schools going back. It's starting next week. They're going back to school. Here is Mr. Dave Allen. His first day at school. He was only four. I went to a school uh, in a little village called Ratfarnham in County Dublin. My first day at school, this convent, long winding driveway up to it. One of those gothic doors, great studs in it. I rang the bell and opened. There's one of these nuns flapping. <laughs> terrifying, terrifying. Three and a half, four years of age. Terrifying. What do you want, little boy? Mummy. My mummy and daddy said, I've got to come here. Yes? Well, if you come here, you've got to be a good little boy. Will you be a good little boy? And I could see past her. And there's a fellow nailed to a cross. <laughs> I don't know anything about God. Who? God! Who's God? God? You do not know who God is? Sister? Sister, we have an atheist here. Let me tell you, little boy, God is, God was, and God always will be. <laughs> what? What he is? What is that? He is the Father, he is the Son, he is the Holy Ghost. He is three in one. Do you understand? I'm four years of age, why wouldn't I? The greatest theological question in the world, three people in one, and I'm naturally, yeah. Where is he? He's here. <laughs> well, I can't see him. That doesn't mean because you can't see him that he's not here. It doesn't. He's in the cupboard. He's not in the cupboard. God doesn't go into cupboards. He's under the stairs. He's not under the stairs. He's here with us now. Do you love him? I don't know. I've never seen him. God loves you. Thank you. And he wants your love. Thank you. But if you do not give him your love, he will cast you into everlasting flame. What? He will cast you into everlasting flame. Have you ever burnt yourself? Didn't you? I burnt myself on the, on the candle. What was it like? I'm very sad. sore. Can you imagine that pain all over your body? That's what will happen to you if you do not love God. What do you think of that? I love him. I love him. <laughs> then I, was, I asked, who was the fellow on the cross? Jesus. Who's Jesus? He's the son of God. I've told you. Father, the son, and Holy Ghost. He's the son of God. He was born on Christmas Day and died on Easter. I didn't think he didn't hang around, did he? <laughs> what happened to him? He died because of you. Cross because of your sins. When, when was this? 
It's 2,000 years ago. They can't blame me. I'm only four for Christ's sake. I didn't do nothing. Did he have a daddy? Of course he had a daddy. I've told you he had a daddy. God was his daddy. Did he have a mummy? Yes, he had a mummy. Mary was his mummy. So God was married to Mary. No, God was not married to Mary. Mary was married to Joseph. I'm back in the Knoll, mid-August it is, and with a lot of gardeners really at this time of the year, they wind down, or we wind down, but not so with Nicky Kyle, because it's 365 days a year in the organic garden here, and as we sit outside, reminding you again, this woman is so innovative, she's uh, growing outside just her front door here and what a range of veg and herbs etc she has come back to that point i made there mid-august a lot of people do feel the season is over well the summer season is nearly over but now you know we, we have to in the middle of every season we have to look forward to the next season if we want to grow our own food security a little bit even a little bit even if you can only produce one meal a week out of these beds that i have here in in organic peat free grow bags um that's saving you you know one day a week meal saving you money is giving you some security knowing that oh gosh I've got no money left at the end of the week I've got something I can go and pick out there you know and it makes a huge difference and it's so satisfying and it's seasonal and it's more nutritious you know don't go and buy out of season veg I mean the one thing that drives me nuts is the way in January you get all these cooking programs and uh, cookery magazines telling you to eat strawberries and courgettes and things like that in January for heaven's sake you know and of course they're imported they've got lots of air miles they've got a huge carbon footprint and you know if we have something if we're thinking in the middle of each season of the year what are we going to grow next season and you know the thing is at this time of year things take a bit longer to grow you know something that will take 12 weeks in spring will take 14 weeks now to to come to fruition actually there's a a big list of what to sow now on my website and you can look that up um, for August and I've got it divided into what you can sow in early August and the middle of August now it's a bit late to sow some things for for early August outside but what you can do uh, if you have a greenhouse or something you can grow them inside and if you have a polytunnel or a greenhouse you'll get three to four times the crop off anything over the winter that you will outside. I think it's a marvellous investment I have as you know a greenhouse myself and a tunnel now and the difference it makes in an Irish context is unbelievable it's worth the investment and worth looking at ahead into next year now let's talk about what's happening here around us today I'm just looking the herbs are flying along look at that lovely bed of celery there yeah that's a green celery green Utah I got the seed from Fruit Hill Farm and that's a wonderful that's my standard favourite variety I eat celery every day of the year practically I have 
have to have it. And it's brilliant for cooking. You can make the, the Italian soffritto, you know, the, the onion, the, the, the carrot and the celery, which is the basis of every sort of good Italian dish or, or for that matter, any stew. Um, and then we've got, I've got sort of lettuces, varied lettuces and endive just planted out there. That will crop, um, you know, for a couple of months now until it, we get a really hard frost. It'll keep going. Next to those is little you know, red ruble kale. Uh, they're self-sown seedlings that actually appear in the tunnel. But that's the other great thing about saving your own seed is you get all these seedlings coming up. You know, you've spilled a bit of seed and if, you, if you've forgotten to sow something or you haven't had time, there they are. Think, I'm here. I'm volunteering. You know, it's wonderful. Um, and then the next uh, one is the, celery, the pink celery you saw the last time, Unwin's Pink, which I've been using with McGregor's favourite beetroot. And that red tall thing there is a red lettuce which has gone to seed, which I want to save seed from and I hope will have dry enough weather. It's flowering now, so it should have seed on in about three or four weeks, which is usable. Um, next to that are the courgettes, which are still going good oh, mm. but looking a bit tired now. But they've been wonderful, actually. Uh, I was surprised how well they did. These are all in peat-free grow bags or, or, or tubs, uh, or peat, you know, the, the compost bags made into a peat-free grow bag. Next to that, there's the, the mascotka. I didn't think it would do outside, to be honest, and it has produced a small crop, but it's not what I would call a crop. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Don't believe Nikki Kyle for a minute, because I'm going to say, what a wonderful crop of mascotka. <laughs> Look at it. It's hanging with red tomatoes, and in the context of a very difficult Irish summer. Uh, well, not only that. I mean, it's sitting here in the teeth of a gale here, you know, because we're very, very windy, uh, and the cloche lid gets blown off every so often. Most of the time, it, it's been out in the open, but it does get blighted. It's got a little bit blighted now. Um, Next to that there is um, red spring onions and red mustard which is flowering now and you can use the flowers in salads and in smoothies. They're actually very good. They're very high in antioxidants. Plants are high in antioxidants just before they produce seed because they're producing those to protect the seed which is a very interesting thing. Um, So you know we've we've got quite an array of stuff here and you could in theory, oh and beside me here um, there's uh, red Chinese cabbage which I'm just about to plant there um so you know the potatoes have come out of that tub so there's quite a lot going on and the thing is to just keep thinking ahead Mm. have something ready to go in you know sow stuff in in in, um little modules now which you can put in as soon as another crop is finished or looking tired take it out put something else back in keep the soil working and keeping soil working and keeping the microbes all working in the soil is the secret to healthy soil as well you know, Nikki's just giving you a run around there, and this isn't a big space by any means, but in the grow bags, yes, the compost bags converted into grow bags, containers of all sorts. Look what Nikki has achieved here. A wonderful, wonderful selection, all organically growing. Now, come back to sowing, because we are mid-August now. Uh, what do you suggest? You mentioned modules there, seeds. What what can we go with now? Yeah, oh, any of the oriental veg are very fast growing now, and they like to grow at this time of year. Um, because they hate hot weather. They like to be grown sort of in early autumn because that way they don't run up to flower uh, and produce seed. So Chinese cabbage, rocket, mitsuna, um, any of the oriental veg. Uh, There's a lot of uh, good Irish companies selling organic seeds of those now. Brown envelope seeds, Fruit Hill Farm, so diverse. Um, down in Cork and Seeds Ireland they're all good companies, they're all selling organic seed and it's really important to actually support companies selling organic seed because these are the, this is the seed of the future, this is what's going to save our biodiversity in food 
and that's very very important for food security um, there's lots of other salad leaves you can sow, lolo rossa, uh, loose leaf lettuces. Loose leaf types of anything are the best things to sow now because you can pick them a few leaves at a time, not the whole head, and it's all gone. You know, they pick for much longer, they'll crop for longer, uh, and they have much less disease because they're more open. Um, Swiss chard, perpetual spinach, uh, spinach beet, uh, winter spinach, any of those sort of winter leaves are really important. And you won't find them in shops anywhere, you know. And this is what I I'd go back to food security. Don't waste time gro trying to grow calories outside at this time of year. Or even purple sprouting broccoli, quite frankly. You're much better off sowing leaves because they're much healthier for you as well. You can pick them every day. So you've got that bit of food security, which is really, really important now. Christmas potatoes are appearing on my feed from the uh, seed supply companies at the minute every time I turn on my computer. What's your thoughts on uh, Christmas potatoes? Well, I mean, you can you can put them in now if you like. I don't like any of the varieties they sell anyway. I think they're pretty tasteless. So I tend to just try to save some of my early, um, you know, early varieties. Either save them from the spring or when you lift those in, in June or July, keep a few tubers back. Put them in the fridge for a couple of weeks, then put them out in the sun and they think they've had a winter. Uh, you don't have to do that. They'll still grow some of them, uh, but that's the best way to do it. I've got mine planted. I planted them at the beginning of August uh, and they're a lovely new purple variety actually called Bluet from uh, Fruit Hill Farm they're an early and they're, they're really they're deep violet blue colour and full of antioxidants again really delicious potato greater potato salads really firm I took your advice on Red Duke of York and I love Duke of York. I've grown both this year. Not a big quantity, but enough for mm. ourselves. I have to say, the Red Duke of York, you were right. It's a magical potato. Oh, it is. It has a wonderful flavour. But, I mean, it's always my blight indicator because it gets blight before everything else. But it's a wonderful old potato. And as long as you're careful to keep the blight off, you know, and take the leaves off anything, as soon as you see blight, just take the tops off, cover the bed so the blight spores can't wash down from the top of the soil, down through the soil, into the soil to rot tubers the other thing uh, i must uh, remind now at the end of there's lots of end of season sales in uh, sort of diy's uh, places and gardening places uh, and it's a great time of year to pick up cloches like these you know they think gardeners stop you see now and this is they sort of assume that they take all the seeds off the shelves they sell all the gardening stuff off now is the time to get loads of great bargains and i bought those cloches about 15 or oh, more than that years ago in a b&q sale for half price and they're the best investment I ever made. More sound advice from Nikki. Get in there now. There's a big sale on in gardening stuff and you will save money. But just back to the spuds. Still not too late to put in a few for the Christmas. You can put in some. Uh, and actually, do you know what? There's so much to eat at Christmas. Even if they're not ready for Christmas, you can have them in New Year. And that's mm. a really nice time to have them, mm. I think. So lots to do, lots going on. I've got a special treat for you here, Jerry. I was cutting up tomatoes for dehydrating this morning and I don't think you've ever tasted John Bear. Never. And, you know, seed of this isn't available at the moment, but I sent uh, Mads McKeever at Brown Envelope Seed some seeds earlier this year and she grew it and she said it's becoming a real favourite there. She loves it. If the germination on it is OK, she's probably going to have it on in her list next year. And it's a wonderful, it's what they call a medium classic round, but occasionally it thinks it's a beefsteak. And we've been, you know, it, it makes huge beefsteak-sized tomatoes as well as medium classic round, like moneymaker-type tomatoes. 
tomatoes and the flavour is incredible. <laughs> they really are absolutely amazing. And we've had several tomato salads with, you know, uh, uh, caprese salads, you know, with wonderful sort of burrata or, or mozzarella already this year and, and sort of pesto sauce. And it, it's just fantastic. It's as good as any Italian beefsteak any day. Well, let me taste, and I think your four-legged friends must have realised you are offering me these tomatoes because they've just been making a racket there. They must like them too. So here's the tomato. A little dip of salt and a little dip of the black pepper. Oh, superb, Nikki. I have to say about it, they're bursting with juice and flavour. Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic, aren't they? That's almost as good as Pantano Romanesco. Mm. I have to say, much as I love Rosada, I have to keep it going from cuttings. And if I could only grow one tomato for the rest of my life, it would be John Bear. And if we're very lucky, Mads McKeever at Brown Envelope Seeds may well be stocking it next year. So keep an eye out. Yes, keep an eye out indeed. Hold on a second. I have to have another piece of that tomato here. I just can't. A bird never flew on one wing, as they say. Mmm... Let's go again. Simply superb. Thank you for inviting me along again today and just remind them all the information of what to do at this time of the year is available at nickykylegardening.com on what to sow now. Thank you so much. See you soon. You're very welcome, Jerry, and happy gardening, folks. You never, ever, have you never, ever, really, Kevin Smith? I've never been on a boat or a plane or a holiday abroad. I'm 40 now. Any chance yourself and Louise would be able to send myself a Magella on a holiday? <laughs> You're a bloody chancer, Kevin, I have to say. <laughs> More there, never been to a football match. Somebody else never drank coffee. My, oh, my, there you go. There are many things that people never, ever have done in their lifetime. But I'll tell you one thing. We are going to celebrate tomorrow. We are indeed, because there's a big birthday party, Louise, happening tomorrow afternoon in the Kelly household in Forest Grange. Loads of cake. Loads of cake. And she loves cake. Bouncy Castle, <gasps> Grub, Can you name it. What time? Oh, we're going to have it. lunchtime tomorrow. The party is the big party. All the invites are out. Yes, Pippa Kelly is for tomorrow. One of my granddaughters Woo-hoo. is for tomorrow. Happy birthday, Pippa, from everybody from the Kerwin and Kelly families and from your mammy Shauna dad Jared and your brother Harry happy birthday Pippa she loves birthday parties and tomorrow and four is, is Pippa's own big big deal oh four is a big age yeah. it really is it's fantastic you to be to, four it, when you turn four you get twice as much as last year <laughs> do you? yeah oh Pippa twice as much as last year presents and goodies and everybody's going to be there and we're going to have a great day tomorrow we are indeed anyway For Pippa Kelly, who's four tomorrow, who I hope is listening in now to us this afternoon. She loves Megan Trainer, Louise. Oh, and she's good taste. Do you think Megan could we could we rustle up a Megan Trainer there somewhere mm. for Pippa? Yeah, I'd say so. Louise is pressing the buttons in what there. One? It's on the way. Yes, it's. Uh, well, have you got Major Look? Would, um, would that be there? Have a quick look. Have I you Major Look? Think so. Oh, I, she, I think she has it. I think she has it for Pippa Kelly, who's four tomorrow. Happy birthday! It is Megan Trainer, just for you, Pippa. See you later. I could have my Gucci on. I go in my Louis Vuitton. But even with nothing on, that I made you look, I made you look. Let's reprise our TV theme. The black chair, 
your specialised subject. Mine today is ponchos. And then a general knowledge round afterwards. Yes, we're talking mastermind I was looking for. We got a range of answers there today, to be honest with you. But thanks for uh, to everybody who had a go. Uh, the winner today of our gift from late lunch is Ella Healy in Toro County Loud. Well done to you. You got it spot on. Now, the number one. Let's do it. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... The number one from this very week in 1982. And I have to say it was a fantastic top five all week and a big number. That uh, is the number one from this week back then. When I tell you it was their only hit in the USA, one hit wonder in the United States, but they did have a big number one before this in the UK and this uh, occupied the number one spot for a number of weeks. Back to the States when it made number one, it upset Michael Jackson because you see he was on for two successive number ones. Billy Jean was number one and then he released Beat It and it looked like he was having two in a row until Dexie's Midnight Runners intervened with Eileen and took the number one spot. Yes, our number one from this week in 1982. It's the Dexies. The saying, form is temporary, class is permanent, refers to that song for sure. It's still brilliant after all these years. Our number one in our top five countdown from 1982, Dexie's Midnight Runners and Come On Eileen. Well, come on, you don't go anywhere because up next we have a very special guest to look ahead to the sporting weekend. Stay with us on Late Lunch. It's Sport with Louise, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. Not as we know it. It's Sport with Louise, but not as we know it. It's Sport with Louise. Oh, it's great to have you back on the sporting front, <laughs> stepping into David nice Sheehan's shoes street today. cred out the window again. <laughs> Whatever we... <laughs> little there was of it. Okay, are we ready to go? No, I just want to ask you a very quick question before we, you know, get into it. Right. How long... Do you think a referee gets out of his whistle? Mm. I tell you why. I was at a soccer game during the week, yeah. right? And the referee, lovely referee, he was. And when he blew his whistle, the whistle was very sick. It, you know, it wasn't a whoo whistle. It was a it wasn't a shrill sound. Yeah. Well, so it didn't I, I, command authority. Like do I know? don't know how long a referee can get out of his whistle. That depends on the referee and how, how much he blows <laughs> the whistle. I suppose, but I'll tell you what he should. What that referee needed to do was to have a pee in his whistle. <laughs> uh, okay, mm. he needed to right. have a pee in his whistle. Uh, what do you mean? In Elaborate, a, please. But in we're not in a know, whistle is a, is a, a pee. There's a pee in a whistle. A little thing that when you blow on it, it rattles round inside the whistle oh, that gives it the okay, shrill gotcha. I know what you were thinking mm. I know what you were mm. thinking no I wasn't I wasn't I, I thought the acid you know oh yeah no no. excuse me it's 20 <laughs> past 3 in the afternoon yeah I'd say the pee was missing from his whistle and that's why it wasn't okay. blown so well okay so, so there's, you, there's always a pee if in you come whistle. across, if you cut, yes and yeah. if you come across him again tell him to get the pee fixed <laughs> in his whistle 
Anyway, let's talk sport because we have a few. Uh, it's all soccer this week, starting with the FAI Cup tonight. So there's no league on tonight. The FA Cup, FAI Cup, as you know, is knockout. It's, uh, you know, win or bust tonight for Drogheda United and Dundalk. Mm. Drogheda United are in Tralee to take on Kerry. History made tonight. First ever meeting between Drogheda and Tralee. Tralee are a new club in the league this year in the lower division. Right. The Premier Division is where Drogheda and Dundalk mm. operate. Kerry are in the first division. Okay, the lower division. They've only won two games all year, Louise. Oh, yes. Kerry. Oh. Kerry, yeah. And the plane tonight. The plane tonight. You'll have that's... to send the poncho. Well, they'll need more than ponchos. <laughs> Do you know something, Louise? You've touched on something. That's why my, that, that weather and the conditions mm. may make this game very... It won't be called off, will it? Well, hopefully not. It depends on how the storm is. But anyway, it's on at the moment. Watch this space. It could be if the weather got too bad. But given the inclement weather, I think it'll be a real leveller. You know what I mean? It, the conditions will be yeah. difficult. Uh, and I believe Sean McGrath is the one to watch out for. for yes. Well, yeah. to watch out for watch Sean it On the Kerry side. Oh, yeah. you've been doing your research. Very I have good. just a little bit. Just Tad. Well... What do you think? Kerry, Drogheda to go through? Drogheda. Okay, Drogheda mm. to go through there. You agree? But a potential banana skin there. Dundalk, meanwhile, are also away from home tonight against a first division side again, but a long established first division side who were in the Premier League and won the cup in the past. Bray Wanderers. They're in Bray this evening. Why Dundalk. are they called the home of the Seagulls? That's the nickname. Bray Wanderers are known as the Seagulls. Oh, okay. So Bray, the Carlisle Grounds. Good on you, is the home of the Seagulls. It mm. is. But are the Seagulls going to do you know what on the Docks Parade tonight? Mm. What do you think? I don't know. That's a familiar face, isn't there? Dane oh, Massey. There is. Dane, of course, played for the Dock for years, was with Drogheda more recently and is with Bray. Yes, great player, great servant for the Dock. But again you go Dundalk yeah I think you'd have to say Dundalk there hopefully the two of them would get through and be in the last eight of the cup wouldn't it be great if it was a Dundalk Drogheda final but anyway there's banana skins in the cup anyway Louise is going for Dundalk and Drogheda now you do know the Premier League came back last week it's the second week of games in the greatest league in the world they call it though the Arabs are having a little bit of say on that one at the moment anyway I've picked out two games here for you Tottenham Hotspur or Spurs, John Lowe's team against Manchester United of Adrian mm. Taff following. Who, who do you think? Spurs or, or Man United? What do you think? It's got to be Man United, hasn't it? Based you're, on stats, no? You're going for United. United to win a They were brutal, you know, United on Monday night. Are they? Wolves should have beaten them in Old Trafford. United at home and denied a cast iron penalty. Mm. They were... No, I better not say the word. They were at sea. Um, or a... Um, Tottenham are looking for Meads Evan Ferguson, aren't they? They are. There's rumour. There's a lot of rumour about him to uh, to go to Tottenham, all right. And Ange Postecoglou, the former Celtic manager's in charge of Tottenham now. But you're going for United. You're going for the I'll Red go, Devils. Yeah, I'll go for the okay. United. Sorry, John. Luke. And then a very tasty game: Manchester City against Newcastle. Newcastle hammered Aston Villa last week. Man City hammered Burnley. You know, they both now have Arab owners, Newcastle more lately. Mm. What do you think? City, Newcastle. Newcastle. You're going for Newcastle. You're going for an away win. Oh, God. Yeah, it's just because, you know, the Seagulls and Magpies that are playing at the weekend. <laughs> and I do like the strip. I like the man, man, Newcastle colours. I like oh, the black God. and white. I hope you're right. Arsenal fans would like to see Newcastle win that one. And then from... The uh, women's point of view, the women's, everybody's point of view, what am I saying? From everybody's point of view, the Women's World Cup final is on Sunday and it sees England, the European champions, take on Spain. So it's an all-European final in Australia. What do you think? England. Yeah, I think you're pretty right there. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I think England will win it. I think they've uh, been in semi-finals before. the ref is a good whistle. (laughs) 
<laughs> There'll be a P in the <laughs> referee's whistle in Australia for sure. England to win that one. Thank you, Louise. You've been great. And thank you for everything on the show. I always say it every week. Thanks indeed. Couldn't do it without you. To our listeners who join us every day, thank you so much for your company and to our guests through the week. Fantastic. Thank you all for being so kind to us. Anyway, that's it for this week on Late Lunch. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. We'll leave you in the company of Calvin Harris. And who's that? Is that Ellie Goulding? Where am I? I only see L on the screen. Ellie Must Goulding, be Ellie yeah. Goulding. The miracle is the thing. So let's hope for a miracle and not too much damage from Storm Betty. Take care of the weekend. See you Monday for Late Lunch, 1.30. When you hold me There's a place I go it's a different high Oh no When you touch me Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.